Dude, the mustache is rocking. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I need to just, I just need to shave it all and just do the stash. Do it, man. Do it. I recommend that it. That thing. I recommend looking it. Looking good, dude. Thank looking you very good. much. I really appreciate it, man. I, <laughs> I never thought I'd be able to pull it off, but my wife was like way into it and stuck with me through the, uh, through the rough stage and. Was it, it was worth was it, it a COVID? Yeah. Was it a COVID thing that just continued? It was. It was. Oh, I love that. Um, That's the way to do it, man. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Experiential Travel Podcast. Today's guest is an absolute legend. He is the founder of Dappled Light out in Kentucky. Welcome, Isaac Rains. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you, man. I saw some of your stuff and it's, I mean, it's some of the nicest tent slash glamping units I have seen to, to date. I mean, it's, it's, you're up there with like the big players like under canvas, but in more of a personal, uh, I love that it's more family oriented. I love that it's more like you guys see the Reigns family touch in there. And I, I love that. Walk me back from the beginning. How did, how did this start? Uh, I know you guys are out in Kentucky. Walk me, th- walk me from origin story of how uh, Dappled Light came to be. Yeah, yeah. I, first of all, thank you. I, I have no words. The, the, <laughs> the accolades you gave me, I, <laughs> I really appreciate that, man. We are really, really proud of what we have. And um, yeah, we're just trying to, to offer, you know, the best wild hospitality we can. Um, so our origin story, I I think is really cool. It's, it's pretty unique. Um, the Reigns family has always kind of, uh, not kind of, we've always enjoyed and loved being outdoors, especially together as a family. That was kind of how we, um, how we bonded as I was growing up. Um, so the land that we built dappled light on is actually our family's, uh, property from when I was a kid. Uh, we've owned it for going on 20 years now, I think. Um, yes. And I, I that. yeah, I spent my whole childhood there. So it's really cool to, uh, to start something on a piece of land that I'm, that I'm so deeply connected with and that the rest of us are so deeply connected with. Um, but we started, um, started out on the property, uh, just keeping it to family and friends. My parents and their best friends uh, went in half and half on these 50 acres. Um, we're in Zoe, Kentucky, so right outside of Red River Gorge, Kentucky, which is kind of known as the uh, climbing mecca of the east. Um, people travel <laughs> from all around the world to, to climb there. And uh, yeah, so we, um, we went half and half on the property with, with their friends and uh, just started camping out there, you know, pitching tents cutting down you know logs building huge fires um just running around being rambunctious eventually we got a couple um, motorized vehicles because my dad really loves going fast outside um my dad by the way is our is our co-owner uh he's he's a partner in the business Um, yeah that photo of your dad in the snow on the on the four wheel (laughs) is just i mean can you can you get a better photo no I way mean, man i it lo- it literally looks like a whiskey ad it it looks like some type of ad that you just see just just a dude with a perfect beard 
driving with the biggest smile on his face. It, it's a phenomenal. I saw that and I was like, this is that that's incredible. Dude, I love it. That that picture captures his essence. Like he is in he is in his sweet spot in that picture, just blasting through the snow, soaking wet, um, but going way too fast, you know, and just <laughs> fully in his element, loving his life. Um, that that picture is like exactly who he is. Um, so I wanted I want to talk about the glamping era, but I want to yeah. I want to backtrack to the to the Reigns family. Yeah, who, sure. I feel like you guys have a big family. T- tell me who's in the family, and then I want to talk about your you and your dad's relationship as well. Yeah, so we we do have a pretty big family. Uh, it's been growing in the last few years as well. Um, so my dad Kevin uh, and my mom Tracy are kind of the obviously the the two immediate um, heads of the family, uh, the parents, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> following them, we have uh, me. Uh, my sister Zoe, who's um, two years younger than me, and then my youngest sister Tracy, uh, who it just turned eighteen. Um, nice. Yeah, she's going off to college. We're really proud of her. Um, and then you have my wife Katie uh, and my sister's husband Eddie. Uh, and then Katie and I don't have any kids, but Zoe and Eddie um, have two kids: Amelia, their nice. oldest, and Charlie. Um, their their youngest. Um, now, are you guys? Is there a property on the on the fifty acre ranch, or is it just the the glamp spot? So we actually kind of um, we kind of share with the guests. So uh, we don't have any structures that aren't open to guests, except for our property manager's house. Um, but you know, the family still tries to go down when we can. I just went down with. Um, I went down with my wife a few months ago, and Zoe and uh, and Eddie and the kids went down a couple weeks ago and had a great time. Um, but we just kind of split up between the that. cabins how, and the tents. How, how far do you guys live uh, from the glamping from the glamp site uh, to your home and then your parents' home as well? That's a great question. I wish we lived a little bit closer. Um, right now, I'm about two and a half hours away, and the rest of the family is about two okay. hours away. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's but what a fun vacation spot for the Reigns family to just get out to. And then it, it's making money while you guys are, aren't enjoying it. That's right. That's right. We love it. We uh, we feel really, really honored to be able to kind of sh- open up the space that uh, we all love so much and grew up loving to other families. Um, that's something we're really trying to lean into is that kind of family bonding experience. Um that and and retreats as well we're kind of setting it up as a as a retreat center as well for family reunions um you know big families to rent out and then um any kind of retreat you might might imagine i love that yeah uh i call it experiential travel because i i I believe in just that people it we're setting up opportunities for people to have lifelong experience with their family, with their loved ones. And that's what that's what we're in the business of. We're in the business of creating spaces for people to unplug, to get away from the crazy city or social media or the news and and, and reconnect with their family by spending some time in nature. And, and I think you guys have done such a phenomenal job with that. So walk me back from, from the beginning. How did this start? Who, who came up with the idea? How did you guys... I know that you guys started it with yourselves and, and went 50-50 with another family, but then walk me through how the whole 
hey, we can actually make money off of this uh, and create a business out of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, the people we originally um, went in with are not um, not a part of it anymore. We still love them. They're dear, dear friends, but they did step away. Um, they're my godparents, Karen and Limford. Um, the, um, the transition to starting the business kind of happened around the end of 2020, going into 2021. Um, our family business on the Reigns side has been auto, had been auto body for my dad's whole life, uh, a good significant portion of his dad's life, um, and all of my life as well up to that point. Um, and we, um, well, I should say my, my dad, um, built, I'd, I think by the end, uh, five body shops, auto body shops, um, and was kind of getting ready to sell everything he had, he had built. Um, one of those things where an offer came in, he kind of couldn't say no to, and he was ready to, to move into the next phase of his life, um, which he refers to as retiring with a space in between, <laughs> um, putting on a new set of tires and doing something different. Um, so that is a phenomenal way to use that word. <laughs> I've never so heard too. that before. And I, I love that for coming from an auto mechanic background. That's, that's incredible. I love that. The retiring. Yes, yes, exactly. And he's so good with words too. Um, but he, he was, you know, he came to me, we both worked at the shop at that point. Um, I was doing the marketing and he was uh, CEO. He came to me and kind of let me know the situation he was getting ready to sell and asked if I would want to partner with him and build something else. And uh, obviously I, I was all in. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I've never been a part of the actual growing process of starting yeah. a business. Um, and I'm super interested. So we spent a few months kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to do. We went through all the phases you might be able to imagine of like, do we want to franchise something that already exists? Um, do we want to do something, you know, absolutely insane and just try and like go for the full unique, like never before seen type deal. What do we want to do? Um, and eventually one day it just dawned on him. He, he mentioned to me like, Hey, we have 50 acres that, you know, we love, but we don't use nearly enough because you and your sister, um, have gotten married, started having kids, um, kind of moved out, all that stuff. He's like, what if we, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. Um, and so we started dreaming up this, this business and, uh, it started as tree houses because we're both visionaries. We, obviously want to go like to the absolute extreme with every project we have. So we started out with tree houses that were like a hundred feet above the ground, you know, deluxe with, um, all kinds of crazy features an elevate a bike elevator that you, you know, ride up to the top, all kinds of stupid stuff. <laughs> um, and then we kept peeling that onion back more and more and more and more until yep. we finally landed on, um, what we call um, luxury camping or glamping, glamorous camping. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, from there we kind of started with our 
uh, family's cabin that was already built, rented that out for a little while to get some cash flow going and to get me in, used to the customer service side of uh, the hospitality business, used to the booking software, all that stuff. And then and pretty soon we started building, building, building. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I always tell everyone that when you start a glamping business, the first step is the education. I mean, it's so yes. important to to learn about this space before you start invest, investing hundreds of thousands of dollars into it. Yes, uh, I do. I do think it's important to jump in and and start doing things. But it is uh, there is a, a give and take between education part and the action steps. Uh, walk me through how you kind of learned how to start a glamping business and then how and then what resources you would recommend for people to to learn as well absolutely so for me um it was a really weird wacky process um similar i imagine actually now that i'm saying that probably similar to other um people who operate glamping glamp sites um <laughs> but i was learning how to start a business uh and operate a glam site both at the same time um so for the business side super easy right yeah so easy so easy <laughs> um no i mean as you well know countless hours uh at night on the computer figuring stuff out yep. learning taking in content dreaming about this stuff um but Luckily, I'm, I'm really, really, really lucky, really blessed because um, for the business side of things, I was able to um, to kind of lean on my dad, his his business experience. Um, and he did let me he did let me figure it out quite a bit on my own. But he's all, he was always there, you know, when I had needed help or got stuck on anything. Um, as far as the glamping side, neither of us had done that before. So. It, that was the more challenging piece, um, especially the technical aspects. Our family, um, our family's core value, we have three family values that we try to hold higher than anything else, and they're hospitality, generosity, and justice. Um, mm. So on the, on the hospitality side, we feel like, you know, really natural transition for us. We... Um, we love taking care of people. I grew up in an intentional community. So all of my life, I was surrounded by, um, by kind of a constant flow of people living in our house and then leaving and living in our house and leaving. Um, so hospitality came really naturally. I want, I want to hear about all three of these core values that your family has. Oh. The, the reigns. The reigns three. Yes. Uh, we're at hospitality. <laughs> What's the second one? Second one is generosity. Um, okay. which I feel like also ties in really well with this new business that we're doing. Um, we have a goal to, um, over the next 10 years, donate a million dollars to abused, underserved, and orphaned children. That's something very close That's to incredible. our hearts. Um, That's incredible. And this business will be a big part of, of serving that desire, as well as allowing us to create a space for um, for other people to have experiences that that are life-changing you know I, I see that as a form of generosity as well um, and then nice and then justice right yeah justice is the last one um, 
we really, really, really deeply believe in taking care of people, um, especially people who are underserved and oppressed. Um, and orphan care is really, really close to our hearts. My, my youngest uh, sister, Tracy, is actually adopted. Um, we, um, we adopted her from Columbia when she was four years old. Um, and we just took over operations, um, and she's been helping. We just took over operations, though, of, a, um, of an adoption foundation that helps families pay for adoptions. It's called 117. Um, Isaac, that's incredible, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, seriously. It's, it's really important to us to, you know, um, as we grow and, and even as we are now, to, to take everything we have and just do, do what we can to give back to others and um, really live into that, that value. So That's amazing. Now, have you and your dad always been close? Was that a relationship that kind of grew out of this business or was it always strong and then this just made it stronger? I'm really, really lucky um, because my dad and I have always been really close. Like in any, you know, parent-child uh, relationship, there are always bumps in the road. Um, but we've never really had a huge falling out or anything like that. We've always been super tight, love each other so much, um, always loved adventuring together. Um, especially outdoors, just doing all kinds of, all kinds of fun, crazy stuff. Um, and I, I credit that almost, almost a hundred percent to him. He's a great dad. He's uh, always been there for me. He's always been super thoughtful, caring to me, um, and really gentle. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we have a ve we have a lot of similarities. My youngest sister is adopted as well. Really, oh, and awesome. yeah, and I'm super super close with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm actually my parents are are business partners with me on one of the units, and my brother is a business partner on one of the units. My other brother is a business partner on another what? unit, and so I I'm very close with my family as well, and uh, so I full heartedly understand and know how incredible it is to have and share this experience with your family. Hmm. Uh, I'm super close with my family, as it sounds like you are as well. Um, so I know for me how uh, lucky I am to have such a phenomenal base unit hmm. uh, surrounded, that I'm surrounded with, and how valuable that is just having that, that communication with, right? Yes. Having that ability to, if something happens or if you just need to chat with someone about the business, uh, you could do it with your best friends. And for me, that's my family. It sounds like it's very similar for, for you. So it's awesome to hear another person have that relationship with uh, the people that they love, right? The people that are closest to them. So Dude, that that's awesome. That's awesome. That's here, so cool, man. I got chills. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really cool to hear. I love it. I love that your whole family's involved like that too. Yeah, man. I mean, they're my best friends, and it sounds like the same. So it's it's awesome. So you found the land. Uh, the land wasn't. You guys didn't buy the land with the idea of creating this business. You bought the land as just a way to expand the reins empire or family uh and then you then came up with the idea after selling the auto body shop to then start this glamping business what made you choose 
I want to talk about structures. What made mm -hmm. you choose the structure uh, with, I mean, you have a cabin and five tents now? We actually now have eight fully finished tents and we'll have 10 hopefully by the end of next month uh, as well oh, as the cabin. That's so, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Okay, so walk me through why tents, what, what made you choose this uh, and kind of a little bit about the tent structure. Yeah, great question. So part of it, um, part of it was related to how new we were to this industry and how little we knew. Um, we we learned a lot just by watching YouTube videos. Um, I don't know if you've you've probably heard of uh, Robilt, um, Kai uh, Andrews, I believe yep. his name Kai is. Kai Andrews. Yep. Um, all those all those folks on on YouTube who. Um, have all these really cool structures and, and businesses that they operate. Um, we learned a lot from uh, them, but I think that we um, we chose the tents specifically because um, we had a friend in the area who um, who was trying to start a glamping business, um, and we kind of went to tour uh, her facility and um, realize that these tents are so cool. They're gigantic on the inside. They offer a huge floor plan, like almost 400 square feet inside, That's um, which I never would have expected. Um, they're super durable, so they're made for uh, hunters in Colorado. That's kind of the climate that they're created for. So mountainous climate that's super cold, windy. Um, so they're really, really heavy duty. Um, and um, they're easier to assemble than a lot of the other stuff that we had found. Um, it's, you know, pretty much just one inch electrical conduit that you put inside the tent, you know, throw it up and, um, it, it goes up like a tent <laughs> because it is, you know, <laughs> it's not, uh, Love that. not a ge geodesic dome, which, um, seemed a little complicated for us at the time. We're considering yeah. moving that direction at some point here soon, but um, but we love these tents, man. And um, our friend Matt in Georgia, uh, who owns a business called Tents at Ramsden Lake, um, also uses uh, Davis Tents, which are the that's the brand of tent that we use. Um, and so he had been doing it for a little longer than we had as well, and. Um, we just kind of learned from the people around us who were um, willing to be super open and, and candid mm -hmm. about their experiences trying to start similar businesses and um, did our best to just receive all of that knowledge and, and run with it. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, walk me through utilities now. So you get the structure up, your first one's up. Uh, does your, does your place have running water? You, uh, power septic how, like how did you get your utilities there yeah no you're fine it's um so that's a really interesting question when we started there was nothing um like on the property at all there were no utilities the cabin was fully mm. off grid every structure we had had up to that point was fully off grid like 
camping toilet inside of a zip-up shower tent inside of the cabin yeah. off-grid. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. We're fully off-grid in Arizona. So we, cool. I mean, we got the composting toilets. We haul thousands of water every single week. We got the solar panels on the batteries. So Dude. I understand. I feel you there. No doubt, man. You're, you're doing it. You're doing it. That's awesome. <laughs> we, um, we decided, so, um, Luckily, we are butted up right against the main road. We were able to get utilities onto the property, and we decided um, about a year into opening that we wanted the tents to have utilities and access to a bathroom um, because mm -hmm. with our core value of wild hospitality, we really wanted to be able to make these units accessible for all kinds of people who might not be comfortable in the outdoors yet, um, but who want to try it out. So yeah. we pulled water to the outside of each tent. We don't have water inside yet, but we do have water pulled to the outside. It's perfectly safe to drink. It's delicious. It's cold. Um, <laughs> and then um, we just got electricity run to all the tents. It's not finished nice. yet, but I'd say in the next month or so, we should have that buttoned up and, um, and people will be able to run fans, charge their phones, you know, plug in anything they need to, um, have really beautiful lights. Um, so we're super excited about that. Um, the last, the last bit of that was the bathrooms. Um, so we started out with composting toilets, which I actually love. I'm a huge fan of the composting toilet. Like, so am I, for I me, lo I love them the, I use the separate and those toilets are phenomenal. Dude, huge, that's huge awesome. Fan. Heck yeah. We, uh, we had kind of the original model on our site was what our friends from Australia call a long drop. Um, so it's just a hole in the ground, basically put wood chips in it. Um, and you just go. And for me, like there's just nothing the like the longest that. of drops. Yes. <laughs> there's nothing like going in the outdoors for me. Um, <laughs> but we know that like not everybody feels that way. Um, especially a lot of the people that we that we wanted to to come and, and stay so we worked with a local builder who's incredible and he designed um, what in my opinion and a few other people have told us this is the nicest bathhouse in our in our area it's um, That's incredible three individual units so they're fully private they each have a vanity a flush toilet um, a instant hot water shower and a personal heater so you can adjust the temperature inside. Um, That's amazing. And we, we kept them really simple, you know, concrete floors. You still get that kind of rugged, outdoorsy yep. um, bathhouse feel. But, but everything that you're coming in contact with and using is super nice, luxury. Um, and then obviously the, a huge benefit for a lot of people is that the door closes fully locks you're not sharing like a shower stall with somebody who's right next to you in this next stall over like it's it's fully private so that's amazing did you do a septic unit for that yes yeah everything we have on site so the cabin and the bathhouse um both are on septic um, nice yeah and then you were able to pull water and utilities from the from the street Exactly. Yeah. Which it, nice. that was a long run because um, our driveway is pretty long. But ultimately, I think it was 
100% worth it. Um, now, are you, what are the seasons like? Are you, do you have harsh winters? Is it super hot in the summer? T- talk to me about seasons. Yeah. And then are you guys seasonal? That is a great question. Or open all, 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 all year round. So that's something that we wrestled with quite a bit, especially in our first year um, being off grid and trying to figure this out. Um, we are, we're open year round. Um, and winters here don't get as harsh as they do other places. Um, but to give you kind of an idea, our coldest week of the winter was over Christmas weekend this past year. Um, and it got down to, I think, negative 13 with wind chill, which... Oh, so we're talking cold, cold. Yeah, which isn't isn't the norm <laughs> necessarily, but it does happen probably once a year that it drops below zero with the wind chill. Oh my um, and luckily, our tents, you know, we added an extra heater to each of the tents for those nights, but yep. they stayed ripping even in that cold. I don't know what they do to these things, but um, between the extra heater and the fireplace that we already had in there, we were able to keep them nice and warm. Um, our property manager's family was staying there over the Christmas weekend, and they all had a great time, even though it was That's dumping amazing. snow and ice. <laughs> yep, yep, um, yep. I, I trust me. I know. I know exactly what that what that's like. We get up to, uh, well, not negatives, but we get to single digits and uh, and two, three feet of snow. So, dang, having to deal with. Um, the extreme temperatures and then do you guys turn off your water or do you have running water and it's insulated so we do um we have running water inside the bathhouse in the winter our um, spigots outside the tents actually are frost proof so as long as they get turned off you can uh, you can use them they're specially made to drain for the winter time um we did have one pipe burst last year which was uh, okay. an interesting experience. But uh, <laughs> the only thing that really shuts down is the outdoor shower at the cabin. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, walk me through permitting. How is this, was permitting hard? Uh, walk me through what it kind of took to permit this. Is it permitted, is it permitted commercially? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So we are really lucky with where we're um, kind of stationed right now in that there are not a lot of permits needed um or bath Kentucky, man i know man i know it's awesome <laughs> I, I called around i was i was kind of asking people like you know hey here's what we're planning on doing um you know what do we need to do to build some tents and and let people come stay with us and they were like well, do you own the property? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they almost laughed me away. That's literally like, uh, they, she laughed at me like, well, then you're fine. Do what I wish, you want. I wish California can uh, take some hints and oh, tips. Oh, man. I bet it's, I bet it's a process out there. Um, yeah. We're in Arizona, but I, I'm between California and Arizona. I want to do something in California, but it's mm-hmm. just a nightmare, man. It's, I got to go to Texas, Kentucky, so, somewhere in the... <laughs> Somewhere over there. Hey, man, there's plenty of space out here. Um, yeah, so other than the bathhouse, any time we have, um, like, a big commercial 
building that's going in. So the bathhouse is obviously a shared building. Um, it has electric, septic, and water. Um, and it's kind of like... Uh, they they think of it differently than the other stuff that we're doing for whatever reason. Um, so we did need to get permits for that. Um, luckily, the builder that we worked with already had everything kind of dialed in. He, was, um, he lives five minutes from the property, so he knows That's everybody who um, builds in that area. He knows everybody who um, like does the inspections and all that. So he knew who to call to make sure that we were operating above board before I could even ask him the question. Um, so we got really lucky in that sense and in the sense that our other buildings themselves didn't need to be permitted. That's awesome, which brings me to my next thing I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, I call them the dream team, right? Mm -hmm. It's your handyman, it's your cleaner, it's your property manager, yes. it's it's your person, it's your general contractor who's coming in doing the septic, who has the relationships with the county that can be above board before you even start, so that's awesome. Talk to me a little bit about, about your dream team. I know that you said you had a property manager. Do they do the cleans? Walk me through that. Yeah. So I, I love our team. Um, we have such a cool team. Um, our property manager, Michael, is actually my best friend since high school. Um, so I feel really, really lucky to get to work with him and kind of help have him help me build this thing and grow this thing and put his unique spin on everything. Um, he does handle all the cleans uh, as well as the um, kind of changes that we're making around the property, um, the guest experience, that stuff. I'm down there every other week, so I obviously help him out with a lot of stuff, but he um, he heads up a significant amount of the on-site operations, um, and I'm really proud of him. It's the first time he's ever done anything like this, and he is just killing it, man. Um, so That's awesome. So he does cleans the handyman work and the property management. Do you manage the the channels and talk to guests or is that all is it basically all run through through Michael? No, so I I think um before I pass off any customer service or anything, like we would definitely have to get Michael some help. Um just he's he's doing great, but I definitely think he's loaded up between those three duties. So um, I've always worked in customer service. I think I've had very few jobs where I haven't been um, customer facing. And so I handle all of our customer relations. Um, I do all the bookings. I run the booking software, uh, you know, everything down to creating the new listings, um, anything you might think of on the admin side like that, I handle. Um, and I really like it. I really like it. I think it'll be hard for me to give up the customer service side whenever that happens um, because I love giving yeah, that I personal was, touch. I was talking to another person uh, on another episode about about that exact thing. Hmm. And I think that no one's going to be able to talk about uh, your business and what you've created like you can, right? Yeah, so and true. I call it... I call it like a life energy, right? Mm. Like a life force energy that you, that you've put the work into the property, and that energy, that force, that uh, frequency, can't be communicated by anyone the way that you can 
on the mere fact that it's your vision. It's it's what you've created. Uh, and I think that it's so powerful being able to express that to guests. And so we hand, I personally handle all the communications with guests mm. just because I love it. It gives me uh, it gives me energy, it gives me life, but it also like my uh, being able to communicate what we've done and share the experience from like I know exactly where each deck piece is put yes and i can tell you like when the perfect time to turn the pergola lights on to get the greatest experience and and the little nuances that you know and are able to communicate to guests i think that is so valuable to not only your happiness but also to the guest experience and so i think that's i think it's i think it's awesome i i agree with you i would i it would be very hard for me to give up that that little piece uh just because it's fun Dude, uh, no do you have any softwares that you use to help uh, facilitate that? So, um, you mean outside of our booking softwares, anything that's integrated? So, yeah, let, let's start off with the booking softwares. Are you guys on Airbnb, VRBO? I know that you have your own booking channel as well. Yeah. So, we're on Airbnb. I just started venturing into VRBO and HipCamp. So, we're on there, um, but they're kind of tester tester listings right now. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a couple through VRBO, um, but I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm nervous to dive into another booking software. Um, although it's, it's been going pretty well so far, um, and then nice. we're also on ResNexus, uh, which is our personal booking software that we use. It's integrated with our website. Um, I really love. I really love that that software, especially. Um, and does that integrate with Airbnb? Yes, it integrates with uh, all those channels beautifully. Um, so once you get it set up, it's pretty much just kind of let it do its thing, which is really, really nice. Um, it doesn't have as many That's- of the like features that Airbnb might have, you know, because Airbnb is kind of set up to be a fully self-contained unit to be used on your phone or computer or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I love it. That's awesome, dude. Uh, walk me through kind of, so it's, it's you and your dad mostly, right? That operated. Yes. Um, and, and my sister, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, Um, no worries. So my sister's Uh, walk me through how, sorry. Yes. What is, what does she do? I'm go, go, sorry, go, go, go. I don't mean to cut you off. No, <laughs> no I cut you me. off like five times. Um, Zoe, Zoe runs the financials. So she's um, my middle sister. Um, and she runs all of our financials, um, not just for Dappled Light, but for um, the other businesses and what we call the Reigns Family Enterprise. So 117, <laughs> which is our nonprofit. Um, my, my dad's like five different coaching businesses that he runs. Um, and dappled light. That's awesome. So Zoe does the financials. You do the management. Your dad kind of just oversees it all. I'm guessing. Yes, he is. Um, he's more of a financial partner currently than an operator. Um, so he he definitely helps with all of our planning sessions, with our visionating, um, all that kind of high level stuff. He helps mm-hmm. with all of that um, and. 
and I love working with him on that stuff. Um, but I feel really lucky. He, um, he doesn't micromanage and he lets me be head of all of the operations, um, and, and kind of build out dappled light. Um, yeah. And in, in our vision. That's awesome. Talk to me about how your relationship has changed, uh, by, with your family, by this whole experience. Mm. It sounds like you guys were already super, super close. Uh, is there a story that you have for us that kind of like depicts how the relationship has changed, uh, and kind of showcases a little bit more, give, give us a little bit more insight about the Reigns, the Reigns family. Yeah. Um, man, I'll have to think on the, on the specific story. Um, but I would say our relationship hasn't changed a ton. Um, we've always been really close. Like you, like you said, um, we've definitely always been super close, uh, tight knit as a family, um, growing up in community. Um, we actually, I feel like that actually made us closer as a unit, um, because we spent so much time with each other, um, just hanging out, being with the people that lived in our house, um, and just kind of moving through life together, you know, because of that, we had family dinners pretty much every night as I was growing up. Um, I love that. As me and my sisters aged up a little bit, we wouldn't always be at all the family dinners, but we always kept mm -hmm. a very consistent, um, rhythm of, of weekly, um, and a few times a week family dinners. Um, the only way it's changed really is I think it's, um, I think it's deepened the relationship, the businesses that is, I think have deepened our relationship as a family. Um, we are antsy people, the Reigns family. Um, so we love working on things together, whatever that might be, you know, um, a project on the property itself, you know, cutting down firewood and stacking it and using four wheelers to winch huge logs out of the trails. You know, we always loved doing <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, and then throughout this process, you know, we get to take that same feeling of, um, collaboration and apply it to things that are not just physical, but also, um, also mental, mental work together. Um, so I think it's brought us all closer to together to be able to work on this shared, um, the shared thing that we're, that we're creating and scaling. Um, and I think it also helps us stay in that rhythm of, of meeting regularly. Um, story that came to mm -hmm. mind uh, is pretty recent, but we, um, we started doing, uh, quarterly family meetings where we spend like half of a day together. We started out by making a huge meal. You know, one member of the family will kind of lead the cooking. Um, most recently my sister Zoe, uh, did the cooking this past one. She create she made these steaks that were marinated for like a full night. Um, Yes. grilled them they were super delicious cut some of them up for salad um and you know have mac and cheese all kinds of different drinks all kinds of fun snacks to pick on while we I'm just trying kinda... to join the reigns family Dude, out here we love we love that it sounds phenomenal I think we we grew up i keep saying it but we grew up in that community so we know how to 
just hang out in the same space together, which not everybody does. Um, it feels like a really, really big, big blessing to have that kind of um, opportunity. Um, and then we talk at those meetings about um, all of our different family enterprises or all the different pieces of the family enterprise. Um, so that includes all of our short-term rentals. There are also, um, there's also a short-term rental we have in Polly's Island, um, South Carolina, and nice. one that's being built in Mexico right now. Um, so we kind of talk through all, all of our portfolio, if you will, mm -hmm. um, and make sure everybody's on the same page, visionate. Um, and then, uh, this most recent one, we also added in 117 since we just took that over and started kind of working together on building out that vision and setting goals for what we want to do, um, with that nonprofit that we love so much. That's awesome. That's, that's so, it's so cool to see a family unit like that, that's so cohesive together and that all of you guys have your different strong suits and all come together and are able to implement big change uh, through your guys' different assets. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, expansion. Talk to me about like what, what, what your plans are. What, what are your goals? What are your dreams? Uh, let me join a, a Reigns family meeting and, and hear what the, the goals are and visionate with me yeah, real man. quick on, uh, on what the expansion plans are. So um, I set a pretty lofty goal for Dappled Light when we started. Um, our 10-year goal is to be bringing in a uh, million dollars annually um, and kind of to grow to that size. So the way that we're... The way that I'm hoping we get there um, with Dappled Light is by adding um, probably 20 to 30 more structures on the property. Um, we've also bought a little over 100 acres south of Dappled Light that we call Dappled Light South that we haven't uh, built out yet, but that we have some ideas around. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think... Right now, a lot of our focus is on Dappled Light and, um, and 117 because um, together, I'm hoping th between those and then my dad's uh, coaching business that he runs through a program called EOS, um, hopefully we'll be able to get to that goal um, of donating, you know, giving away a million dollars over the next 10 years or so. Um, I love that goal. Thank you. I love that goal. It's amazing. Man. Thank you. I don't know if I answered your question. I think I got off on a little bit of a rabbit trail. <laughs> I apologize. No worries. <laughs> Which question were you thinking about? I think you were asking the, about... The goal? Um, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Where we were headed, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, so we want to expand. We want to expand Dappled Light. I think we probably only have room for another 20 to 30 structures at Dappled Light before we hit okay. um, like our full saturation point. The reason I say that, even though we have 50 acres to work with, is it's really important to us um, not only to create super private, comfortable experiences for people um, and not cram these tents like right next to each other, 
um, with them yeah. being canvas and everything. Um, but it's also super important to us to honor the land that, that we're on and make sure that we're not overworking the actual forest itself. Um, it is part of Daniel Boone National Forest. We're really, really lucky to be able to um, own, if you can even own trees, you know, but own the uh, <laughs> that little sliver of Daniel Boone National Forest. Um, and it's it's important to us to be intentional about how we build, where we build, and um, kind of leaving as much of the property untouched as possible. I love that. I love that. I might have to uh, get a dappled light west or east and, uh, <laughs> Dude, and be your neighbor. Let's talk, man. Um, <laughs> I love it. That's so cool, man. Okay, so I want to wrap it up by basically, I call it experiential travel because mm -hmm. it's what, I touched on it earlier, but what we're offering to guests is, is not just a, a place in a hotel. It's yeah. not just a place to to shower, sleep, and, and go to a business conference the next day. It's to unplug, it's to get back to nature, get back to mother nature, get back to, uh, get away from the, the crazy hustle and bustle, and uh, really reconnect with your loved ones and create these lifelong memories with your loved ones, with friends. And uh, do you have a story, or do you have kind of a, uh, a time that that was, uh, it reminded you why you were doing it. Yes. Yes, I do. I have a few. Um, I think my... Uh, oh, man, that's hard. Okay, I'll go with the most... No, I'm putting you on the spot. Here. No, that's okay. That's okay. The most recent one, I'll do that because um, it kind of happened after we had started building out Dappled Light. We had some tents on site. We were still off grid, but the um, the level of luxury luxury was starting to climb. And I was seeing, kind of during this time, what we were actually sitting on and what the possibilities were were what the, where the potential was. Um, but before Michael became our property manager, he would travel down with me uh, for work weekends. Um, pretty much or for work days each week um and that during this time i was going down every single week to to work on the on the property um and so his birthday was coming up and um his fiance jackie and i decided that we wanted to surprise him for his birthday um so we set up a surprise birthday weekend at the property forum under the the guise of it being a work trip you know i was like man i'm sorry i really need to get some some specific things done on the property i know it's your birthday weekend is there any chance you could come with me like i'll make sure we celebrate while we're there and blah 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 just kind of trying to sell him on it and he was totally yeah. down you know which i have mad respect for but i didn't really have any plans of working that weekend um, so we, we brought him to the property or I brought him to the property. Um, everybody else showed up shortly after and, um, and we spent the full weekend being together, uh, no phones, no electricity, um, just a campfire, yes. the cabin, the tents. Um, and we played 
a full weekend's worth of Dungeons and Dragons um, because that's <laughs> something that we both love. Uh, so it's like this outdoors D and D weekend that we um, that we created for his birthday, and the sense of camaraderie, the sense of closeness, um, the joy, it was all just palpable that whole weekend. I'm like, man, this is why we do what we do. Like, so that people can feel that that thread that connects all of us together in such a real way and just be present with that. Um, So... I'd say that's probably the the most recent time, but we've I've had countless experiences on site similar to that, and I know tons of other people have as well. Isaac, I could not have said that any better myself. Thanks. That man. gave me goosebumps just he- just hearing that. <laughs> Thank you um, so much. It's it's pretty awesome, right? It's so mm-hmm. cool that it you can't. There are no words that can describe that. And you've said it lovely, but you really have to just just experience it, right? 100%. You have to be out there, and you have to just enjoy it with your family. Uh, thank you so much for for not only sharing that story, but for what you're for, for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, it's remarkable to see and hear someone doing it at the quality that you're doing it, and offering that experience to, to guests. I want to acknowledge you from the, literally from the bottom of my heart, uh, for offering that experience. You and the rest of the reigns, uh, it's really, really incredible, man. Lex, thank you so much, man. I can't tell you how much that means. Like it just makes me feel like we're, we're doing something right. You know, that we're, we're kind of heading towards our goal and like, same to you, man. Thank you for all that you're doing in this space as well. And just like, yeah, i I'm honored to be a part of a community that's this loving, giving, supportive, not just of, um, of our guests, but of each other. I've never been a part yeah. of um, any industry that, that shared this much and offered this much um, acknowledgement towards other people who are doing the same thing. Yeah, man, I, I love it, dude. And how I th- how I see it is, there is no competition. That's right. Because what we're offering is a moment in time, and that moment's gone once it's gone. Wow. And there's so many people that can enjoy that moment of time, and my goal and my and my why is to educate more people to do exactly what you're doing, hmm. so that they can create more moments in time. And so thanks so much for, for telling us your story, man. Thanks so much for, for being on this. Where can people find you? Dude, thank you for having me. You can find us um, on Instagram at Dappled Light Adventures, um, dappledlightadventures.com, uh, as well as Facebook. You can search Dappled Light. Um, and then finally, um, on Google, if you just search Dappled Light Kentucky, you should be able to uh, find us. We should be the first folks that pop up. I love that. I love that. Well, Isaac, thanks again, man. And uh, I'd love to have you back on a podcast or come out to Kentucky and, and shoot, a, shoot a promo video for Dappled Light and, and, and showcase some, some more beauty of it. 
dude, give me the day and time. I am I'm in on both of those. I really appreciate you, man. I love it, Isaac. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you.